One of my all-time favorite articles I ever wrote was my list of favorite sports anime moments that were oozing with wholesome feelings. Rather than copy and paste three-year-old thoughts and call it done, I decided to revisit this list. I trimmed some, added others, and kept my old writing in here too. To keep things from looking confusing, I'll just outright say which anime I added to the list. I almost doubled this list by adding Megalo Box, Haikyuu, and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I also revised my thoughts on Canon and Angel Beats. The only thing I can add for my old intro is that I am well aware that half of my list consists of anime adaptations of works done by Key. Look, I love a good sports moment in anime that was already there to make you cry. Just because they are not the moments from actual sports anime does not mean they can't be amazing sports moments. With that said, in no particular order, here's the list. Megalo Box. Joe does not throw the match. The wild futuristic boxing anime Megalo Box is a cult classic that had rejuvenation in 2020, with it getting a dub and released on Netflix. The story of Gearless Joe fighting his way all the way to the top is a bit cliche, but the journey is fun nonetheless. The biggest conflict of the anime involves Joe and his manager, Nambu, being forced to throw a match in the tournament. This is the price for the strings mob boss Fujimaki pulled to get them there in the first place. Nambu tells Joe they have no choice but to throw the match which rocks the team to their core. After getting his ass beat for most of the fight, Joe decides to do something remarkable and flirt with death. After all of the threats, Nambu believes in his boxer and takes the price of his vision to support Joe's dream. There are quite a few inspirational moments in this anime, but I find this one to be the most moving. A man obsessed with greed in himself finally does something selfless to support the fire of a stray dog in the ring. It makes those triumphant comeback swings Joe throws much more satisfying. Little Busters. The baseball game you've been expecting, literally the entire time. The first season of Little Busters, and in some respects, the sequel season, Refrain, was centered around the premise of a gang of misfits joining together to form a baseball team. It is kind of anything but a baseball anime, but there's certainly plenty of baseball practice going on. Have you ever wondered what it would be like if a four-foot-something Russian-Japanese girl was the best outfielder? Perhaps you wanted to see kendo players crush homers with one hand, given how the guy ended up having to use one hand instead of two, anything's possible. Whatever the situation was, there had to be some payoff to the, uh, <clears throat> plot of playing baseball. Most baseball games in an anime usually end with a team of teenage girls, someone's sister, a mom, maybe an aunt, teacher, adult woman who's totally saucing, and the protagonist somehow destroying the team of actual adult baseball players. In this series, however, the score was not the same. The game was long, hard fought, and the little busters were destroyed by the team of baseball players. In the end, however, they were all exhausted and learned the real lesson was to be found in the experiences they had to come together. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You already know what happened. The team composed of teenagers who don't have an ounce of athletic ability in their bodies steamroll some random baseball players who probably deserve to never play the sport again with this beatdown. It's really fun and has a fantastic song playing while a girl who was recruited out in the courtyard playing with stray cats throws fastballs that would make Max Serger look like a pansy. Haikyuu. Tsukishima finds his moment. There are two options that came to mind for Haikyuu, and they were very much closer than I could ever express. Seeing us on one choice, the big rally at the end of the particular match, is harder to dive into without spoilers. I will go for a character moment that captures the spirit of sports. The stoic Kei Tsukishima does not get much of a rise out of playing volleyball. 
despite being arguably one of the best players on his team. When the spotlight is on him in a crucial match, he does not see any reason why that should change now. Against his reasoning, he gets more and more into the match as he duels with the opposing team. After making a huge play, the story cuts to a training camp where another athlete tells him that there will come a moment where he falls in love with the sport. With perfect direction, there's a hard cut to Tsukishima shouting in excitement, pumped up over his play. Sports are a passionate thing. I think it's difficult to explain that to someone who has not experienced a moment that captivated them in their activity. This anime gets about as close as you can in expressing that passion without experiencing it yourself. Clonad. Your girl calls Kyo Fujibashi daddy, too. I completely forgot that I wrote this. I will still keep my first thoughts that I had on the Clonad 3-on-3 basketball game, despite doing a frame-by-frame -frame breakdown earlier this year on the old Anate website. I wrote about this one already when I was listing off anime characters LeBron James would want to have on his anime team. We've been over how absurd the premise of a drama club having to play for survival against a basketball team, who I can only assume wants to take over the small club room so that they can throw ragers in there with cheap beer, is. This pits Tomoya, who I always get confused with the other character in this series, who has an almost identical name in Tomoyo. Note to myself here, I didn't write this in here, but oh, you will learn Tomoyo, Dill. Don't you worry. <clears throat> in a desperate battle with his past to call up what little basketball ability he has left. Never mind that I can assure you, still, that the last shot in this game will never, ever, ever happen, even in a local YMCA pickup game. This is a really awesome episode that is often forgotten about when people look back on the series. We learned so much about Nagisa and Tomoya, which pays off in the long game. There are the seeds planted for the drama between the young man and his father, and most importantly, we learn that Fujibashi Kyo is the greatest three-point shooter since Ray Allen. Yeah, the guy who wrote a hate article about the Golden State Warriors on an anime website left Curry off this title. Go figure. Watch this game, really. Let me break this down for you. This must be the worst high school basketball team of all time, because even though they played their freshmen at first, their actual starters come in for what I'm assuming is the last five to seven minutes of the game. What 3-on-3 three -three game is playing on a timer? I don't know. Let's keep going with it. I got some flack from people for putting Kyo on the list last time. Some of the ruder people said that I was catering to a waifu, which is absurd. But the final score was 27-26. to 26. On screen, she shoots 5 for 5 from 3, meaning that she scored at least 15 points. Between two other players, there are roughly 5-6 to six shots that go in. Maybe these guys they're playing here don't know anything about defense, or maybe they deliberately didn't show Kyo moving so you didn't have to see her travel on every shot, but numbers don't lie. She hit 100% of her shots and scored over 55% of her team's points. She really should have played ball overseas instead of becoming a preschool teacher because there would have been some bank in the future for her. Really though, as improbable as the whole game is, is there a better feeling than an underdog rallying and beating the giant? As much fun as I have had messing around about the details of it, it is just fiction, and it is there just to be heartwarming. Death Note. The tennis match. Nah, I'm just kidding. Kuroko's basketball. Ironheart Kiyoshi wills out the W. Knee injuries suck. I mean, they really, really, really suck. Nothing made me wince worse than watching the abuse Kiyoshi Tepe goes through during the title run his school goes on in Kuroko's basketball. Playing against a team that would make the New Orleans Saints bounty gate look like child's play, Kiyoshi is taken out the season before the show starts and suffers injuries to his knees. Evidently, this is so brutal that they had to cart him off the court to have surgery that next day. I don't know how big Japanese basketball players are, but in this world, they are built like NBA players, and people are getting life-altering injuries from normal games. When he gets his chance to step up as a leader against the same team he played the previous year, things get tough fast. 
doing a bunch of gritty things every coach loves to see in basketball, like setting screens for his teammates and taking hits from cheap plays. This guy got banged up bad. It got so bad he was bleeding like he was in an MMA fight and had to go to the locker room. After doing the I'll never talk to you again if you don't let me go routine, he goes back in and gives one of the best speeches in sports anime history. It was so motivating, I actually have a poster of that speech. There weren't any clips of it left on YouTube, but trust me, it is worth watching if you ever get the chance. It goes, If their hearts ever get fragile, I'll be their support. If they're threatened, I'll become their shield. I'll sacrifice myself any day to protect everyone. That is why I came back. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Kana's Big Race. Another anime moment that deserves its own article, and a runaway candidate for big dad energy, the little dragon Kana's track and field day at school makes this revised list easily. Throughout the anime, we see the dragons try to integrate themselves into normal human life. Kana, the youngest of these dragons, attends kindergarten and lives with the titular Miss Kobayashi. Her school is having a big track and field day, and all the children are inviting their parents to come see them compete. Excited to have her new family there, Kana asks Kobayashi if she can make it to the event. Her new guardian hesitates and she shares that her work is keeping her late for a huge deadline. Kana disappointingly sulks and retreats to her room for the majority of the next week. Determined to make it, Kobayashi burns midnight oil to get the day off for the event. When she surprises Kana, the way the little dragon girl lights up just melts my heart. Oh yeah, Kana burns those fools like she was vintage Dion Sanders too. Canon, 2006. Nayuki gets the push from Yuichi to the win. Alright, so this is a super underrated moment as most people forget about it altogether. When Yuichi's cousin Nayuki goes for gold at their school's big running event, it's called track and field, but the runners are obviously doing cross-country stuff, so it's a bit baffling to me. I guess it's a relay on the street? Everyone attends to cheer her on. The fastest on her team and running on the last leg of the race, Nayuki gets the relay super late. They claim it is seventh, but that is absurd. And just trucks through everyone in the middle of the field. Look at her go! Her animation is double speed of a run cycle than the others. Yuichi decides to steal a bike from his buddy Greg Ayers and takes off to keep up with the speedster. Just when she starts to fall short of breath and motivation, Yuichi shouts out to Nayuki with support alongside of her for the whole last stretch. This pushes her enough to finish strong and make up for more space than LeBron did in the finals that one year. I had to revisit this part of the article because, bar none, this remains one of the most underrated sports moments. As a runner, I cannot think of anything more moving than having someone cheer you on both in spirit and physically there alongside of you. I still put my hands on my face during this moment because it remains the sweetest thing and I yearn for moments like these in both entertainment and in real life. I attached the clip at the beginning of this section for my readers, but my listeners will hear it right after this. There may be other reasons that I love this scene you may notice. Anyways. I'm so nervous. Nayuki's gonna do okay, isn't she? She'll win, right? I don't know. She seems a little bit too relaxed to get out there and be competitive. That's a lie and you know it! Nayuki's gonna win! Just you wait and see! Hey, aren't you the one who was all nervous about her in the first place? Uh, uh, well, yeah, but... Hey, I know you like him young, but come on, man. An elementary school girl? That's all kinds of trouble. You're a sicko. Kitagawa, you know very well Yuichi and I are the same age as you, so shut up! <laughs> Don't be a drama queen! You're really in high school? Where do you go? It's on the west side of town, in the forest. It's the kind of school where students can just come and go as they please. And we never have homework, and we eat taiyaki for lunch every day. I want to go to that school. Keep in mind she's crazy. Oh, here they come. Uh -huh. 
two, three, four. We're in seventh place? We've really fallen back, haven't we? All right, Nayuki! You can do it! <laughs> Nayuki, sorry! I'll take care of it! Wow, she's fast! I had no idea that Nayuki could run like that! Are you kidding? Nayuki is like a celebrity in the world of women's high school track and field! That is so cool! She's awesome! It looks like she's really in top form today, don't you think? Uh, wow! She's passing another one! Kitagawa! I'm taking your bike! Hey! Yuichi, get back here! Can I catch her? Nayuki! Nayuki! You can do it! You can totally catch her! Finally, unavoidable spoilers below for Angel Beats, the sundown baseball scene. Sometimes all we need is an excuse to have a moment. If Key is good at anything, it is using sports as an excuse to make you cry. In Angel Beats, Yuzuru tries to help Yui fulfill all of her wishes she had in her life. The fun little bundle of energy Yui has one last wish, however, that she confesses at sundown at the baseball field. She wishes she could get married. Unsure how to respond, Yuzuru struggles. Just then, classmate Hinata shouts out to Yui. Well, I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I mean it. I'm serious, Yui. No matter what you were like or what you had done in your previous life, I'd still marry you today, no matter what kind of terrible physical handicap you had. Yui tries to cut him off by saying, you know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand. Hinata shouts out, I said no matter the handicap, even if you couldn't stand and walk, even if you couldn't have kids, even so, I'd still marry you. I would. I want to be with you forever and ever. The Yui I met here wasn't a fake. You're Yui. No matter where we met, I would have fallen in love with you. Even if it was one in a six billion chance we would meet, even if you were already paralyzed when we met, I'd marry you. And I'd make you the happiest woman alive. He lays out a hypothetical where the two of them would meet from him accidentally breaking her window with a baseball. They talk about spending time together and him helping her mom take care of her. As if this wasn't enough to kill me, it goes for the kill shot in a way that only a key story can. There's a montage of them meeting just that way and spending time together. I only cried three times writing this, it's okay. <laughs> Don't ask me how many times I had to stop narrating to cry. Some of you know. <laughs> what are some of your favorite sports moments in anime?